0: Hey there everybody, welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast. I'm sorry that my voice is the first thing you have to hear after a theme song. I'm Jahananan, the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. The worst
1: thing is that you have to look at that face first thing every morning. Even worse than hearing the voice is seeing the face attached to the stumpy, hairy little body. I'm Casualty CDG. (laughs) it's a pleasure to meet you.
0: Meat.
2: And I'm Drew Munhausen, the media and movie mastermind, and this is episode 56, of fresh out the podcast. If you listened to our episode last week, we talked about all that good San Diego Comic Con news. Boy, was it a lot! We were trying to wrap our heads around it in real time. So now this week, we get to take a minute to just kind of take a step back, talk about some of the stuff we've been watching. Hanging out with each other, you know, should be should be oh, pretty, good. pretty low key. You know, nice a nice hang, if you will, with with your boys fresh out the box. Yeah, we can have
0: like a, a, a totally of... fresh hang, brah. Right. I've been doing
1: a lot of miniature painting too. Can we? That was that's been fun. it has been relaxing. Bro,
0: your miniature painting's out of control, dude. If you haven't checked out Gary's Twitter. Uh, at casualty CDG, and you like Warhammer. His painting has come so far and like such a short time. Your painting's good, dude. Top tier. Thanks, thanks, man. It's good, man. It's really good. I used to paint Warhammer. That shit's hard, dude. It's.
1: Uh, I just recently bought an airbrush, and it's a real pain to figure out how to learn and use. And so, uh, we're getting ready to move here in like a week or two. So I'll set up the airbrush when we move and make sure you're ventilated. Uh, yeah right put it right next to all the windows
0: yeah same with super glue man i've i've inhaled my share playing with our uh, making warhammer but yeah
2: and now so much just makes immediate sense all the glue um, i sniffed yeah
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway I, you know jahan we've been kind of putting this off for a while because we've had so many other big topics to talk about but i want to i want to Give a little, uh, you know, a couple minutes here to talk about Miss Marvel, because I know that this was a uh, MCU Disney Plus show that I think was was pretty important to you. Yeah. From a from a
0: diversity from a cultural front of view. I mean, seeing so anytime you get to see Muslims portrayed to an American audience, not as the bad guys, uh, that's a win, man. That's a big win for us, uh, for our people. It's, I mean, because it's always the case, man. You want people to be scared. Just make a Muslim, you know. But this time, we got to see the love and the warmth uh, of an Islamic family from the inside out and the entire uh, community, uh, by and large. Just good people. Good people that love each other and love, uh, you know, this country. Um, but beyond that, yeah, man, Kamala Khan's dope. I've always loved Kamala Khan. Uh, really was hoping to get some Inhuman action out of this. Got something else instead, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. Uh, but I think
2: let's get into it. We can we can talk. Yeah, let's about get it into now. It. I just want to talk a little bit about it, and, and I think the finale of this show aired, you know, a few weeks ago at this point. So I think yeah. we're we're in the clear. So just spoiler warning up front for Miss Marvel, because um, yeah, because like you're alluding to, instead of going the Inhuman route, they hey, they basically deemed her a mutant in this world and the mutant name was dropped for the first time in the show which i uh i know a lot of fans and twitter was abuzz with that and uh you know it's pretty that's pretty cool i think to to talk about the show in general what you were saying yeah speaking about the community and muslims and how they're portrayed in the show very positive and i think a big takeaway is like seeing them in the mosque or in their place of worship and the setting there and the things that they try to do to get people involved and kids involved. It's no different than how it was for me growing up in the Catholic church and being part of the youth department and how they try to do things there. And it's like, you know, the the people hold other groups at at such an arm's length distance when really there's so many you know we're all the same in a way and i i I think that was a cool takeaway but also just the the family element of of it was so neat to me and them getting to travel overseas and having family there and still being so close-knit despite being you know halfway across the world from each other uh i thought there was a lot of great great things culturally and if the show goes to goes to pakistan yeah so
0: on, and so on. one of the main characters even talks about why she wears her hijab and why it's important to her, and she talks right. about it. it's because she's white passing, and it makes her have a cultural identity issue, and that's huge for me because I am I well I mean unless you're like th- some people that are really racist they they see me a mile away because uh, I have some pretty thing, prominent features. John, yeah. as a as a white guy, I think that you are either white passing
1: or Hispanic passing. Yeah, and being from Houston. A lot of Hispanic people uh, fit into the white culture, I would say. Or there's a lot of white passing Hispanic people. Uh, there's so many so people think, who think
0: I'm Hispanic. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I see where exactly where you're coming from because th- no one no one jump sees you and in, in, in Houston and is like, oh, you're an Iranian, unless they're also of, of Persian descent.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Like if you if you know what to look for, you see it. But yeah, they talk about you know not looking like your ethnicity, and it, it does give you some cultural issues. You know, it gives you. You know, because I, you know, I'm separate from my Iranian heritage a bit. I don't speak the language. Uh, you know, I'm not Muslim, um, and it's just it's hard. And they talked about these things, and it meant a lot. Like the show was good. You know what I mean? Like it had like we talked earlier about how it kind of sags in the middle, gets good at the end again. Uh, but from like what it meant to me to see, it was it meant a lot. You know?
2: Yeah, I think taking a step back and just you know removing ourselves from that part of it the cultural part of it and just talking about the show as a whole i think that uh i liked it overall better than moon knight personally uh by actually a good amount but i do think that this the same thing happened for me in this show as what happened in moon knight which is it started high and i thought the i thought the premiere of this show was Really good. Oh, really you know, good. The second episode was pretty solid, and then as it got into the third, fourth, and fifth, I thought it kind of took a, a dip. Um, but I thought the finale, the sixth episode, I thought it ended pretty strong. I I liked the the way it. Ended. I just I just couldn't didn't really care for the villains. Yeah, and, you know, I agree. In the, in the and there was a um, a lot of backstory when they with the time travel stuff that I I just thought it. Took a little bit too much time to tell that stuff. And to me, one of the glaring issues with this show that I think has been a problem is that this could have been a movie very easily and probably would have been better. A really good movie, yeah. And Moon Knight was the same way. And Captain America. Yeah, ca- excuse me. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier could have been a movie. Loki could have been a movie. Hawkeye could have been a movie. And a lot of these shows could have been movies and maybe been better. Than the show that we got, um,
0: some of them, like, yes, some of them definitely benefited from the television. Department. Yeah, last I think there's a particular. debate.
1: I think there's a debate on a lot of those, but I completely agree on Miss Marvel. Though you're, you're not wrong at all. It would have definitely been easier for me to watch if it were a movie.
2: Yeah, and I think I think that the last two, Moon Knight and Miss Marvel, to me are the most extreme examples of could have been better movies. Um, but then, of course, I made the opposite comment back with Eternals. Like, would have been a better series to Would have be. been a better series. Would have been a good series, yeah.
1: Too many characters to try to cover in one movie. It doesn't make sense, and it's just, like, conceptually a bad idea to try to introduce nine
0: superheroes. Because you're going to be doing somebody a uh, lack of justice, yeah, for sure. At least somebody. At least one person. Yeah, Loki... uh WandaVision, I think both of those are really good. Those were good shows. Those did benefited from the format, I think. Oh, um, I
1: thought that Loki was a great show that benefited from the format until the end, where the last two episodes to me felt like a movie. They it, it
0: didn't really feel like the yeah, episodes. They almost
2: could have TV been their show. own movie just those uh-huh. last two.
0: Yeah, yeah but sometimes sure. that's sometimes that's a good Loki. finale. You know what I mean? I liked it. I, I no complaints.
1: I liked Loki, and I'm looking forward to Loki season two. And I'm not sure that loki needs a movie because who's he gonna fight and why is it gonna matter
2: <laughs> but with with miss marvel um i did think the final action scene where kamala khan really finally kind of comes into her powers mm. and is using her embiggen and throwing around you know being able to kind of manhandle vehicles and things like that i it was I cool. thought was great i just think the show took its time getting there which which was a shame um because that's... seeing her fully formed is exciting. Now, at least the next time we see her will be on the big screen in the Marvels, which, of course, there was a post credit scene in Miss Marvel that I think kind of leads into that.
0: Yes. Uh, very, very, very much so.
2: <laughs> yeah, and which, to me, was a little confusing. It's almost like she gets sucked into her bangle. It was a very clear...
0: Was it was a very Oh, sorry. Good.
2: Uh, I'm, so, I'm just. Why is there a connection? I, obviously, they share the name, and Kamala Khan idolized her. But why would they get swapped, or why would this happen? I, I don't know. I just found it interesting. I don't
0: really understand. Uh, it was it. definitely an obvious case of unconscious transubstantiation, Drew. If you know anything about, no, I'm just. <laughs> but yeah, no. She definitely so, like willed they, herself to. They yeah. share the same
1: cosmic power. Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. And Maybe, so there's yeah. there's like a whole uh, arc where whenever Miss Marvel is like using the power her and Captain Marvel switch out into the negative realm. And so Captain Marvel was probably stuck in the negative realm right before that happened and now Miss Marvel will be stuck in Oh, that'd the be negative interesting. Realm. That's pretty interesting. That's an interesting. Is that a theory? no that's what happens that's what those characters do like that that swapping thing
0: it's it's a thing it's a thing that they do in the comics negative realm yeah oh okay that's really interesting I did not know that so that's what we saw happen
1: but i only know that because i went to go read about it and having a character suddenly disappear at the end of a show so that people have to go read about it is actually a pretty crap ending (laughs) this is pretty bad writing it's like, look, they vanished, and you don't know why. It, that's not good, really. I think it's okay to raise um, questions at an
0: ending, uh, especially when you are leading it into a movie. I think it's okay, personally. I didn't like the
1: series. It started off like dripping in like 90s swag, with like, the walls and stuff being animated as she walked around, and then they just dropped that look suddenly, which I'm glad they did, because it should never have been there in the first place. It was very out of place, and I did not like it. It reminded me of some of those Netflix zombie shows that tried doing that same kind of animated style in the background, Uh, the one with like the high school kids, and they ended up getting canceled. Uh, But I didn't think it worked. Daybreak, and and then they got rid of it. Daybreak, that's right. And then they got rid of it because I was right; it didn't work. It didn't fit the style they were going. Also, casting stuff
2: was awesome, and I did too. Stinks that it dropped after that first episode.
1: The the dad was. The best thing I love that guy that I've seen yeah. in a Marvel movie <laughs> in so long. He's so good. He should cameo, he should be a that guy, and he should cameo in everything for like the next 20 years. I loved her dad.
0: I think he's he would um, be a great America's dad kind of thing. I think he would be. I do too. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm well, saying. No, he should be in no, every show.
2: America- if you remember, America had two moms. Remember, we saw that in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness.
1: (laughs) America
0: Chavez! You're right. Um, Damn, that was pretty quick, buddy.
1: I didn't like all of the early high school relationship crush, junior high, uh, all of that crap was just really... I mean, I get it, when you're in high school, you have crushes, but... It just doesn't make for super exciting TV. Um, Spider-Man, to me, looks like a guy who swings on a web around New York City all the time. It looks like he has that core strength, that back strength in those arms. Kamala Khan, to me, does not look like a girl who runs and runs for city blocks up and down like crystal glass stairs. She doesn't look like she's in that kind of shape. She'd have to like stop for some cardio uh, and catch her breath. Uh, and then finally, the home alone scene at the end of the the show, where they set all the traps in the school and dared the soldiers to come in and get them, was just abysmal. It was just terrible.
2: <laughs> it was <an> absolutely bad <laughs> wow. show
1: that I did not enjoy any part of, except for the dad. And that last fight scene you were talking about, where Kamala Khan was finally using her powers, she was great. Watching her finally use her powers and have a grasp was really cool. The other guy uh, that was awful. Oh, I I hated that guy. I almost accidentally crushed the crowd with that Hummer. I better just scream and unleash full power. Surely everyone will survive that. Uh, He was just thinking like an asshole and acting like an asshole, and his performance was bad. I'm not looking forward to seeing him ever again.
0: I did not like... I think his name was Cameron. I didn't like the actor. I didn't like his story. I didn't like the way he got powers for some reason. I didn't really understand it.
2: Um, This this is all the stuff that stumbled
0: for me as well.
2: I thought that luckily the character building and the powers set of Miss Marvel was interesting enough to still make me be invested or interested in seeing where it went, because this stuff, I agree, was just... Uh, yeah. she, is totally,
1: totally I mean, she is totally a-okay. I think she is totally okay She was cast right? dead on. <laughs> but I did not like the show. And yeah. I think that's probably the, the, the clearest, most concise that's, view I have. I mean, that,
0: you know, that's obviously, that's fine. Uh, Totally cool. Uh, yeah, because your, your reasons are valid. If you didn't like that stuff, fun, you didn't no. like it. Uh, but you know, Cameron, yeah. So Cameron, he did this thing, right. that I hate, I hate it. I've seen it. He reminded me of this, uh, actor in doctor who, who like they're in like uh, another dimension or something. And like, there's like a mean version of him. So like, he like puts on like a mean face and like Cameron was doing this and like, he's like, I'm a bad guy. now. He's like, like, he's like walking like this. Like I yeah, know you can't see him at had home. Bad guy face. Yeah, he had bad guy face and like was walking like at a, a for those, slant.
2: For those who are just listening on the audio feed, I wish <laughs> you could see the face because dead on as he's scrunching his head down into his shoulders and moving his shoulders up and down, kind of scrunching his eyebrows. You almost have a Popeye <laughs> thing going on, like one eyebrow <laughs> <is kinda> <laughs> <lifted> <laughs> <up> higher.
0: <laughs> it was dead. It was dead on. That was what he looked like. And yeah, I. He was a compelling in any way, shape or form at any point in the story. He was unnecessary. They should have had a better bad bad
1: guy. Also the well, entire last episode, he could only walk if you were hugging him. If you weren't hugging him, he couldn't move. <laughs> he needs love.
2: I did think He just that... got
1: hugged all the way out the school, all the way down the alleyway, and he got hugged all the way to the police blockade.
2: I will say when you look back, I think we talked about this with Moon Knight, you know, but the previous Marvel shows had characters that have been introduced in the movies or been in the movies, you know, with Falcon Winter Soldier, Wanda, Vision, Loki, Hawkeye, which, of course, that then introduced Keith Bishop. But then Moon Knight was its own thing for the show. And same same with Miss Marvel. And the difference between these two is that I actually can see Miss Marvel fitting in alongside the cinematic, like the the, the theatrical MCU, and her popping up in movies, and I, I care about her character. Yeah. You know, I, as much as I love Oscar Isaac, and he's a big movie star, I still have trouble seeing where Moon Knight could show up in Blade. Yeah, I mean, I guess, or he, Dead Moon cool. Knight would be a good one for the Thunderbolts yeah. show, uh, or excuse me, a movie. So as part of a team, I could see that um I'm, i'll be interested to see where he pops up because i i can't imagine they signed on oscar isaac just to do this one disney plus show that i no. didn't think was very good um and and i did notice, and i don't know if y'all noticed in thor love and thunder you know moon knight was in the marvel the mcu logo that pops up at the beginning you know I, he was in that i, I mm. saw him so i thought that was interesting I just like Miss Marvel it's pretty easy to see how she'll transition and obviously she's gonna be in the Marvels. Her, but with Moon Knight it still becomes even increasingly more blurry.
0: Her casting and her costume that she got at the end, dead on. She looks just like Miss Marvel and like her I, I mentioned it before, but her uh when she first puts on the costume is running through the city was just it was a great scene. And then when she's sitting on that street light, like pure iconic like it, just fantastic
2: her costume looked wonderful i could see that transitioning to the big screen really well well. i thought it i agree and i and i understand now having watched the show in its entirety and seeing her using the miss marvel power set at the end why they went the route that they did with kind of having the purple crystal look because to be to be frank you know not to go into the old fantastic four movies of the 2000s but CG and making somebody stretch, it's just, I think even with the strides that they've made with CG, it's hard to do that without it looking super cheesy. Um, and I think that doing this kind of covers that up and helps to make it look less cheesy. Her stretching and bigging you know, that kind of thing. Instead, just having the kind of the purple look mimic that effect around her, I think makes yeah. it easier. They did a very
0: a similar TV thing... They did a very similar thing in Young Justice, uh, when they, the uh, Long Shadow character, instead of being Apache chief and you know growing really big, he summoned uh, an energy construct around him that was a giant, and I I thought it was really cool then, and I think it's pretty cool now. Uh, yeah, perfect.
2: Well, anything else to add about Miss Marvel?
0: Loved it. Can't wait to see her in uh, the MCU. Um. Yeah, that's... Least favorite of the live-action shows, not her fault. I mean, totally valid. Uh, Fair <laughs> enough, yeah. I, don't, I also want to mention, uh, the first MCU mutant canonically is a Pakistani girl. And that's just <laughs> lovely, and I love it. Thank you, Marvel. <laughs> okay, so... Moving into some
2: other things that we watched. Um, I've got a few things to talk about, and we can switch around. But um, first off, I want to say that I finally saw Elvis. I had been putting this one off. Uh, this is the new Boslerman biopic that's got Austin Butler as Elvis Presley and Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker. And if you've ever seen a Boslerman film, I think you kind of know... He's known for big flashy sets and a lot of cuts and things. You know, he did Moulin Rouge and uh, he did the most recent Great Gatsby film with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. And he did the, the Leo Romeo and Juliet movie as well. I mean, a lot of that kind of stuff. And uh, Elvis, uh, uh, some of those I have varying feelings. I do, not. Uh, I'm,
1: I do not like the movies that you
2: named. I'm not a big fan of that Great Gatsby film never saw. um but i thought elvis was super fun and okay. i know that a lot of people have varying opinions on elvis the human in real life and his talent set and how he didn't write his music and where he got his music from all that kind of stuff i get it i will say from as a movie though i thought this was very fun i thought that this austin butler kid let me say this I go see a lot of movies, right? And there's a big uh, parallel between movies and wrestling, which is that they have a lot more trouble now building big stars compared to what they used to do in the days of old. That is a wrestling thing that has been true. And it's same in movies, right? It's all about franchises. People care more about the character you're playing than the actor carry playing the role in, in a certain way. Yeah. Um, which, Which is fair to say, I'd like,
1: like to throw video games on that list also. It's a lot harder to make a brand new big IP than it is to just crap out the, the same old stuff. People like it. People like crapping out the same old stuff. It's,
2: it's hard to make a, a new Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt or whoever it may be. You know, Chris Evans played Captain America and was known for that. And, but it was, you know, people would have gone to see that anyway because of Captain America they didn't go to see Chris Evans they went to see Captain America Um, whereas back in the day people would go to the movies to see whatever Tom Cruise was in because it was Tom Cruise anyway all that being said Austin Butler who plays Elvis in this movie I was blown away by him and I was like this kid is a movie star that was my takeaway from it I thought he was very good um it was pretty surprising, and especially acting alongside Tom Hanks, who is over the top in a fat suit, doing a bad accent <laughs> in this movie. It is a caricature and it was pretty bad, to be honest. I love Tom Hanks. He's one of my all time favorite actors. He is. In a he different went for world it. In this movie. Just <laughs> I haven't seen doing it. his own thing. It is. Amazing.
1: It sounds like he totally went for it and he might have missed. But I he totally went for
2: I it.
0: Love Tom, or I love Tom. I love tom hanks uh i love his movies that he's done i love him as a person uh, i'll be sad when he dies if he dies before me uh don't even put that out there love love tom hanks uh i think i've yeah, mostly i'm mostly hanked out i feel like uh he's been in too much lately and like there's not a lot of nuances performances these days and i'm just i don't know
2: he's He's just reached a point in his career where you know he's got two Oscars, he's got a no. lot of Oscar nominations, he's he's done what a lot of actors set out to do, so now he's like, oh yeah, I can do this funny accent, or
0: I can do yeah. this. And the bad yeah, part is put gonna on a fat suit and go big. That's right. He yeah. has nothing to lose. He has <laughs> nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> he's Everybody knows and loves him. And now yeah. we're do
2: two of these in a row, because he just played this role in, in Elvis, and then he's going to be in the the Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio movie that's going yeah. straight into last September, and he's playing Geppetto, so see, he's gonna be a an Italian accent. The yeah, only
0: Pinocchio I want to see is if they do it like they're doing Blood and Honey, like I want dark Pinocchio. That's all I want. Same with Peter okay. Pan.
1: Uh, nowadays, if you're going to do Miss Marvel, you cast a Pakistani actress, you know what I mean? But if you're going to do Okio, it could
0: still just be Tom Hanks doing a racist, (laughs) Italian voice. That's still okay for now. That's funny. That's a good point. Uh, Yeah, so the Elvis movie, I mean, you know, say what you will about Elvis. Elvis, huge. Elvis was as big as it gets, man. Like, even my dad, growing up as a little boy in Iran, told stories about how I don't know if they covered his uh, his concert in Hawaii, his like globally broadcast concert in Hawaii. But like everyone, my dad remembers everybody in Iran. They would like gather at their houses to watch it. Like it was, you know, in Iran. Like come on, you know, like everyone knows, knows him. He's huge. He's the king for a reason. There's no denying that. Uh, say what you will about him. <laughs> <laughs> he pretty he pretty much stopped out life, you know what I mean. And he died and in, on a in, throne. <laughs> so,
2: in in the movie, they do go into a lot of his appropriation of music too, and you know a lot of what he took from like the, a lot of his rock was taken from you know what they were doing in in African American communities and gospel music and rock and that and there's a lot of like people that have take issue with that in the movie addresses it but does it in a way that of course is kind of on elvis's side of yeah
0: like,
2: I, you know they were they were cool with it and, you know and trying to be that way and i don't know if that's if it's the i definitely side.
0: heard that argument a lot uh we'll, we'll, well never know. know
1: one way or the other but what what is true is that elvis was an outstanding entertainer uh, whether or not he was a great musician or creative or wrote his own music, we'll never really know the answer to that. But he was certainly a global phenomenon of an entertainer.
0: Yeah,
2: absolutely. So um, anyway, that's Elvis. Uh, um, and then a couple movies that I actually reviewed for Nerdtropolis that I want to talk about. And I'll I'll post my reviews to those in the show notes. But the first is called Don't Make Me Go. Uh, this is a movie that's streaming on Prime Video right now, and it stars John Cho, um, who you may know from the the short-lived, um, oh gosh, I can't even think of what it's called now. John, help me here. Harold and Kumar? No, well, of course, from Harold and Kumar, but I was going to make a joke about
0: the anime live-action show. That oh, I Cowboy Bebop? Next,
2: right? Cowboy Bebop, thank
0: you. It got didn't it get nominated for Emmys? Oh, I don't know. Did it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, because it was awesome. All right, he's he's in this movie. Um, it is basically a, a father-daughter road trip movie where he's a single dad because the the mom of his daughter uh, left left them when the daughter was very young, and so he's been raising her on on his own. And he finally, basically John Cho's character finds out he may have a, uh, a brain tumor that could kill him. And he may have only a year left to live. So he takes his daughter across the country to meet her birth mother for the first time. Um, you know, trying to set her up for when he's gone and do all this kind of stuff. Of course, he doesn't tell her that he's dying at the, at the beginning. So creates some shenanigans. Anyway, all that being said, I overall liked this movie. It uh, had some good heartwarming moments and the uh, the relationship between John Cho and his daughter, played by Mia Isaac, and the movie is really, really good. Um, but this is a movie that has a third act twist that is one of those things that can make you dislike the whole movie because of it. Like you can it's really hard to review a movie that you liked the ride the movie was taking you on until the end destination really put a bad taste in your mouth, like left a really sour aftertaste. And it's like, man, do I let this ruin the whole movie for me and make me say I didn't like the whole thing? Or can I still say that I liked this movie, but I just didn't like this thing that happened. So that's, that's all I'll say. about. Like, it. did you
0: not like it? Like M night Shyamalan messed up or like, did you not like it? Like, uh, what's it called? Uh, old boy.
2: It's definitely not a twist in the M. Night Shyamalan sense, but it's a, it's a swerve. It's more of a swerve. Okay. I'll put it that way. Uh, that just did not, did not.
0: The the twist in old boy, I was expecting it made me sick to my stomach. Like I felt physically empty. It was upsetting. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So anyway, but this is just a cute little streaming movie. It's on there. Um, if you like John Cho, uh, he's somebody that I've al- always liked since you know the Harold and Kumar days, and I think when he's strayed from comedies and things, he's he's actually a pretty good actor when he wants to be. So worth watching for that. But I'll put my review to that in the show notes. Another movie that I reviewed for Neutropolis, and this one's actually just let's see. By the time this episode drops audio-wise, it will have just come out on Hulu. Um, it is a very dark black comedy you know satire uh it's on hulu it's called not okay stars zoe deutsch um, who she's been in stuff but anyway zoe deutsch uh she's <laughs> really good in this and she is somebody who's desperate for friends you know on social media but has no r- real life friends you know, judges people by how many followers, how many likes they have. And in order to impress somebody at her work, she fabricates a trip to Paris as if she's on a writer's retreat. But she's just in her apartment in Brooklyn, but pretending she's in Paris photoshopping All of this
1: sounds like me. I actually still live in Texas.
0: Like that that, uh, Eric Bana, uh, Ricky Gervais movie where they pretended like they were in a South American war zone.
2: The problem is that well, while she's faking this trip to Paris, there is a series of bombings that take place in Paris, like a Paris. <laughs> okay, I don't mean dock, to laugh, but like, bombings. like that's uh. So then she has to try to incorporate that into her Jeez. already fabricated trip and, and continue the lie of how she was present for these things, and things just kind of spiral from there. Um, if you like those kinds of movies where it's like knowing satire, the magazine that she works for in the movie is called uh, Depravity, which means like moral bankruptness, basically. <laughs> like, it's, you know, some of it, some of the satire is truly on the sleeve. But um, this movie starts with the warning of like, this movie contains a very unlikable female lead character. <laughs> And boy, is that true? But there's some funny moments here, and she's a very good actress. But like, it's hard to be like, "Yeah, this movie is really great. Watch it." When it's such a terrible human being that continues to lie and not see the air of their. I mean,
0: everybody liked uh, the Social Network or whatever.
2: Well, and that's the thing. It's like, (laughs) but I'm like, but I think that's it's the point, right? Because this is what our youth have become with social media and things, and they're. They're obsessed with their likes and their persona online. And... Oh no,
0: Drew's talking about the problems with the youth.
2: <laughs> man, and the
1: worst get part off is, my lawn. Is, it's it's not youth, man. That's that's our current generation. You know, yeah. it's forty year olds that are that are streamers that are influencers. You know that that's our generation. Those are full blown adults doing this silly crap. Uh, like in the show, like you said, she works for a magazine. She has a job. She's not a high schooler. It's not a junior high kid. Yeah, you see, these the... are
0: adults
1: that uh, they lie about their lives, man. Have you seen uh, the latest? My brother's ex wife was like that. She used to post fake crap on the internet all the time. They would get into a fight, and she would post stuff about how happy their life was. People are just fake and crappy, and it's fun to see that, that turned up. I guess uh, I think I'll watch. I like Hulu.
0: It actually sounds appealing to me, too. I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, But the latest, I was going to talk about, you know, you're talking about people lying and stuff on social media. It was a big one right now on TikTok. Have you heard about the pink sauce controversy? There's like this influencer who's like she has this like pink sauce, right? And it's like she's like she puts it on stuff. She's like, uh, "It's so good, buy my pink sauce!" And like people are buying it, and like the label's wrong, <laughs> like and a lie, and not FDA approved, and like because it's saying there's like uh, like eggs and stuff in it or something, and like it doesn't need to be refrigerated. I don't know. People are getting really sick eating this stuff. Oh, no. like, yeah, there's like all this stuff going on with it. So yeah, there's a bunch of morally corrupt people on social media. It's like the old
1: snake oil salesman of the Wild West.
0: Yeah, it's snake, snake oil for your taste buds. It's going to make you have miracle hair growth, and it'll keep you from being
1: sick, and it'll make you feel good every morning. You'll get better sleep. The, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll it doesn't even look sauce. good. It doesn't even look good. It looks nasty. But yeah, I was, I just, it sounded seemed relevant. So that's right, Drew. not
2: okay. My review uh, that I wrote for Neutropolis, I'll put that in the show notes as well. Y'all go ahead. I'll throw toss the ball to you. Are uh, you done talking about pink sauce now? I, Drew? I am done about the pink sauce.
1: Because if you're going to keep talking about the pink sauce, we'll wait. Oh, no, <laughs> I, I'm done with pink sauce. All right. I know you were talking about Hulu there at the end. Uh, not okay is going to be on Hulu. You know what's also on Hulu, is The Orville. Been watching The Orville, still loving The Orville. We're eight episodes into the season. Uh, I love when I'm watching an episode because they're an hour long and some change, uh, so it feels like I can you know, get up and do things and come back and there's still more to watch. It's just like a
0: never-ending movie. Um,
1: yeah. Johanna, have you been catching up The Orville? You've been, you've been I did catch this up.
0: I didn't watch this newest episode I meant to. Uh, but yeah, I feel like we talked about this before. I hated the first episode. I hate <laughs> that new character. Uh, I think her name is Charlie or something. Uh, so I just realized she's not a new character.
1: She's from season one. Mm. Annie and I were going back watching, and she's from that planet with the likes where you upvote people. Uh, she's uh... the girl from the coffee shop that John meets that they bring back to the ship. She's the
0: worst uh, yeah, is it the same actress media planet? or the same character? Yeah, both. Her name was Charlie was then? Yeah, it's Charlie. Yeah,
1: it's her. That's so, when she comes on board. That's when she joins so the she went she from, back her
0: So she went from working at a coffee shop on a social media planet to being one of the only people that can conceptualize fourth dimensional geometry. Uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah. So I hate isn't her that, and her character. Isn't that lucky? That lucky break. It is. I hate her and her character, but other than that, like I kept watching. I've been watching. You know, I saw the like the episodes where they go to uh, what are what are the like vampire lizards called? You know what I'm talking um,
1: about. Yes, I do. I saw they I saw the one are... where they go to
0: their home planet. Uh, like that one a lot. I saw the uh, the, krill. the krill. Yeah, and I saw when they went to the krill home planet. That was awesome. Uh, that whole like twist. Uh, with the girl and all that was crazy. I loved the Topa episode. Very well done. Yeah. Very, very good. Woo, Topa. Very good. Um D'Orville is coming in hot this season's good, man. And like that whole time travel thing was cool. So they do another Topa episode. They end
1: up going back to the planet where horses folks are from oh, cool. and all of the females live in like an enclave. And the lady in charge ends up uh, using Topa as a spy and gets her caught. And she almost gets killed in the most recent episode. Oh, crazy. And, yeah, man. Uh, the that must be the one that it, uh,
0: Dolly Parton's in. Here she yes, is.
1: that is the one Dolly Parton's oh. in. Um, the episode before that, Isaac was given the option to feel emotions. So Yeah, I saw the, that one.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. That was an Where interesting he,
1: episode. He, that that was a good one. And that's the one that kind of started to redeem Charlie's character a little bit, I a thought. A
0: little bit, it did. Uh, she's getting a little better. Uh, I really liked that they showed the uh, some of the backstory of the robot race. Uh, I thought that was mm-hmm. really interesting. And, like, you actually start to sympathize. You're like, wow, that's crazy. Um, so... What you're talking about, I think,
1: is the same thing that that's going to happen with human beings in the long run, right? Where AI, we create an AI to serve us, and then we make it so self-aware, and we treat it so poorly that the AI uh, imprisons or exterminates us. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's an age-old
0: story, and I love it. That's the age-old story. Well, I mean, I feel like, man, like, I'd say that I don't think people would ever do that, but of course they would. Uh, the, they they go to the point where they make them feel pain so that they can torture them into compliance because they've become too self-aware. And yeah, that's just crazy, man. Uh, but yeah. People are horrible monsters. Dolly Parton's in the latest episode. I know that much. Uh, and it's really funny because in earlier episodes... Uh, with the female revolution uh, stuff going on with that race, uh Dolly Parton nine to five was like she's like this shall be the sound of our rebellion and now Dolly Parton's on the show, which is funny. Uh but yeah, Orville's still good. Loving the Orville. Drew, have you been keeping up with only murders in the building or
1: did you fall off the wagon? I
2: finished the first season yet, so I haven't I definitely haven't started the second season.
1: Okay, um, second season's well underway, and I have uh, I have my pick for who I think the killer is. So I was going to see if you were if you were watching yet.
2: Unfortunately, um, I'm not cut up, so I'm I don't have an opinion on this yet.
1: Disc disc well, um, I'm I'm calling it now. I think it was uh, I think it was the sister. I think it was Bunny's sister. So if anybody's going to watch or is watching it, that's my guess. I'm putting it in early, and we'll see how this plays out. Uh, Man, I wish you guys were watching so I could tell you why and who I think what it is. But maybe you'll get caught up. Anybody wants to watch uh, Only Murders in the Building? To me a message. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, I'll tell you why. Tell you why I think it's my sister. <laughs> and I've got one final show to talk about. This one's on HBO. The other two, Only Murders in, in Orville. I'm watching them both on Hulu. This show is called The Rehearsal. It's an HBO Max show. It's Max Original. It is absolutely strange. I know I've told you guys before uh, about uh, John Wilson How to with John Wilson, where a regular guy is making documentaries about regular things. They just sort of get ADT and off track, and he ends up doing very strange documentaries about regular stuff. Yeah, I love that show. It's kind of this quirky comedy. Uh, the rehearsal is also falls into that kind of weird quirky comedy category, and that's why I bring it up. The premise of the show is that. You need to tell a friend or family member something very tough. And before you're going to tell them that thing, Nathan's going to help you rehearse it. And so the first episode, they go in and they scan the the bar that this guy goes to trivia at. They hire an actress to mimic and meet his friend and interview his friend in the park so that the actress can act like his friend. And then they hire an actress to meet the guy and act like the guy so Nathan can pretend to interview the guy before he interviews the guy so that all of his jokes land. <laughs> and it just goes on and on. The
0: show is just in and its good it's, really real. it's,
1: it's not a fake comedy. It's well, that's, a real a guy, guy.
0: that's the guy from Nathan For You, right?
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. And so it's that same kind. It's not as uncomfortable as Nathan For You. Nathan uh, For You
0: goes way too
1: far sometimes. Yeah, that show gets really uncomfortable. The yeah. rehearsal is more fun. It's more lighthearted. Uh, it's a blast. I recommend it. I know everybody's got HBO, HBO Max. It's an easy watch. It takes like thirty minutes. And the things they're doing in this show are some next level comedy things that, for me, as a self proclaimed comedian, I was like rolling dying. So they they recreate the bar. That the the Nathan is going to help the main guy. Tell his trivia team that he does not have a master's degree. (laughs) So this guy's trivia team has thought for 20 years now that he has a master's degree. Nathan's going to help him. So they build the fake bar. They put over 30 actors in it that are just playing random people in the bar that have nothing to do with anything. (laughs) They're just there. They've all got free drink tickets, so they're all drinking beer. Like, for no reason, you're just paying all these actors to come in and drink beer, and then in the back, they have a fake kitchen where a guy is just taking out already cooked pizzas (laughs) and putting them into, like, a red light in a box because it's mimicking the pizza. It would have been cheaper
0: to rent a bar. (laughs) Yeah, why?
1: There's so so much in that show where I was just dying laughing, like, why would you go through this, uh, it's really something to watch. If you have kind of a weird sense of humor, uh, and you think that the production cost being way over the priced value of what the show is worth, if you think that's funny, then you should watch this show. It's funny because when it, John me, Oliver does it. <laughs> yeah, it to me it's just a, such a flagrant use of budget, and it's just so, so funny. Uh, When I think about the directors and the the producers and the budget people who have to justify the expenses for their show, and then I think about the premise of this show just being the opposite. Like, we're not going to justify any of these. The whole thing is we don't justify the expenses because it's for one conversation. So, so funny. I love the show. Uh, uh, Only one episode is out right now of the rehearsal. I just saw a second one right before I logged on to... Uh, to this. So I think the episodes might come out Fridays or Saturdays on HBO. Oh, they're weekly. That's cool. It is weekly. There's only one now there are two. And I will keep talking about it probably because it's just fun. It makes
0: me laugh. I think I'm gonna watch it too. This sounds perfect for me. Please uh, as well. please it, do. This is really funny. Now it reminds me of uh, how John O'Hara will buy like dubs like he'll he buys like a bunch of wax presidents from the closing of like a wax museum uh he's like we got three like we and then like he didn't even get a good i don't know it's really funny uh, and like when he's buying all that like r- painted rat erotica i don't know if you've got that that stuff's really funny um and then he tr- <laughs> he tracked down like some senator's wife's paintings of ties so he can make fun of it i don't know like it reminds me of that that's a great use of budget in my opinion uh, yeah, it's it, it definitely
1: has those vibes. You're absolutely right. It's really funny.
0: <laughs> that's you know all I have long to talk the
1: about. What episodes
2: are, Gary? Are they, was it 30 minutes? Was it an hour? I, would, you
1: I would guess it was closer to 30 minutes. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It, it felt like about a 30 minute watch. Interesting. Um, no. Yeah, other than that, it's just the same old video games. Fall Guys is free across all the platforms now, so I've been playing that with Thomas. Uh, and Johan, and I have been playing Solasta. It's like Dungeons and Dragons, except it isn't. Sloss is still good. Uh, there's been some
0: glitches, but it's still good. It's still
2: not huh, Tell me about Resident Evil Bro. on Netflix. Because right. you and I went and saw the last Resident we Evil did. movie together in theaters. And I know this show is out on Netflix now. Oh, you now. remember that, Drew? Um, I have not watched it yet. So tell me, tell me about it.
0: I remember that too, Drew. You're my friend. Was- uh, yeah, Resident Evil... Um, so, I watched, for I, you know, you make fun of me for being obsessed with zombies, I love everything with zombies in it, the first episode of this was terrible, I hated it, I hated every oh, second God. of it, I hated everything about it, they were slamming, like, back and forth between, uh, like, post-apocalyptic zombie world and, like, teen drama, and I hated it, it was the worst thing ever, uh, I didn't, I wasn't even gonna watch the rest of the show, but a bunch of people whose opinions I have come to respect on, like, TikTok and, like, other, like, Twitter and stuff, like, they, they vouch for this. They, they say that it's actually really good. Uh, I've gotten pretty far into it now. i watched a few more uh, episodes, and it does get a lot better. Um, it gets pretty interesting. I don't know what they're talking about when they're saying that it's closer to the games because it's not. It has nothing to do with uh, the, the games at all uh, from what I see. They, they make a couple references, they made a Master of Unlocking joke, uh, that kind of stuff. But they do, it gets cool, uh, there's a lot of cool zombie action. Um, they do mess with like the big infected animals, which at first like I thought was kind of cheesy, but I'm like, you know, they do do that in the games. There's always a big monster, fish, or alligator, or something. Giant
2: snake.
0: Yeah, they. they I mean, they, that is part of the games. Uh, they definitely, I saw some hints of G-Virus... Uh, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, Drew. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the T virus is zombies. The G virus is when you see monsters like overly, like big hulking beasts with like eyes growing out of their backs. That's the G virus, uh, and so we do see hints of that. I haven't finished what what's out so far, uh, but I'm in. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll finish it. I like it. Um, it's a cool zombie show. So
2: stick with it past the first episode.
0: First episode that, sucked, that man. I don't good. know why they decided to do this bullshit teen drama story. And they keep with it. Like, it does stay around for a while. I think... I don't know. Y'all know me with teen dramas, though. I'll probably like it more for that. Maybe. Yeah, but I just... I couldn't get... I did not like it. And, like, I like the adult actress. Like, uh, she in the future. Because, like, it shows her in the future. It shows her as a kid. I like the adult actress and, like, her acting. I actually think she's really cool. Uh, the kid, she's, like, like she just swears, like, for no reason. And, like, is just, like, needlessly rude. And it's just annoying. She's petulant and annoying. And it just gets under my skin. But uh, it, it gets better. And it gets pretty good. So, Resident Evil, watch. Watchable. Definitely not certified fresh, though. You know, we talk about other stuff I've watched. I only watched three other things, huh? Um, So, I... Me and Gary both watched some of this. There's a show on Netflix. It's an animated show called Phasar. Oh. My. God. It is awful. It's unwatchable garbage. I turned it off before the first episode was over. I couldn't do it anymore. It was... It was just... It's just toilet humor. Uh, There's no... There's like, you know... Like Ricky Morty, they do a lot of toilet humor, but also like there's some smarter stuff underneath there. There's some layers. The story's actually pretty interesting overall. Cool stuff happens. This show is Ricky Morty without any level of intelligence. Uh, and without any decent story. One of the very first things you see is the king of this like future king. Uh, sitting like in a preschool or something, telling a story to these children about like this like bad guy that he defeated in battle, and he has a pop up book in where he stabs the bad guy in the pee hole with a coat hanger, and I'm like, okay, like haha, you did it, like it's just terrible, it's unwatchable garbage. Don't watch it. <laughs> it's it's not worth it. It's one of the worst animated shows I've seen in a long time. It was so bad. Faith Star is so bad
1: that I, I told Johan it, it feels like you have to make a constitution check just to sit through the show. Yeah. It's it's painfully dumb. Um I, I watched Disenchanted when it came out, and that is a it's a Netflix fantasy show that's kind of like a Futurama knockoff. It's it's by Matt Groaning. Yeah, Matt Groening. And it's yeah. really bad. It's really bad and really hard to watch.
2: Far but I was some. F A R Z A R. Farzar. farzar. Yeah. Or do they say Fazar in the show?
0: It's probably Farzar. I don't know, man. Farzar. It's farzar. And so, well, it's probably I probably better able... that we've
2: been saying it wrong anyway so that people won't find it.
0: Yeah. I, I was able to get through
1: episodes of Disenchanted. But there's this thing that adult comedies do sometimes. I and mean, I watch these adult cartoons. I watch all of them. Uh, there's one actually called Dicktown, Jahan, that you should watch. There's two seasons of <laughs> it on Hulu, and it's really funny. Uh, it's about two detectives who end up doing like detective work for kids at a high school because they're so terrible they're not real detectives. Dicktown?
0: Uh, that's really funny. Dicktown. It's already it really
1: funny. A, it has like a clerks type of vibe to it. it yeah. they're, they're both kind of like adult losers. It's but no I watch Assy a- McGee. I watch all of, these, uh, all of these adult cartoons and there's this one particular problem they seem to have and it just blows in and it stinks like the wind and I can smell it as soon as I watch the trailer. They don't have a plot and they don't have character development and they don't build to a joke. It's yeah. just punchline, 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 punchline. And it is just so fucking taxing. To watch and to listen to. It's painful. If you if you hang out with a person and, and all they do is just smash you in the face with joke and punchlines all day, they will not be your friend. It is not something that you can handle. It's unnatural to watch something <laughs> so not funny. It, it makes me hurt I inside.
0: Co- I couldn't even have it on in the background, Drew. Like <laughs> Zero who's... out of ten. Zero out of I, ten. I, I know there's like a creative director or
1: a writing director. There's somebody somewhere whose job is to say that's not funny. We're not going to go with that joke. We're gonna we're gonna do something else. And whoever that guy is should be fired. <laughs> and whoever Netflix has that's greenlighting these shows needs to go. They're so bad. Oh, they just like, pull I, them out of a
0: hat, actually.
1: I don't feel like I'm the 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 leading expert of what is or isn't funny because comedy is so subjective. But I know that that is not funny, and I know. Yeah. I know that it's bad. It's just someone hire me,
0: please. Gary seems heated about this, but it was really that bad. So. It's, so
1: bad. it's so bad. I'm <laughs> sick of these awful shows. That's the real problem with this. This shows the straw that broke the camel's back. It's it goes all the way back, to like that MTV show, but Drawn Together. Where it it should have been funny. It's a reality show with all these different cartoon characters. It it has the makings for some really funny stuff. But it's just such blue comedy. And it's just punchline after punchline with no room to breathe. And it's just exhausting.
0: Yeah, we don't have a joke for this scene. What if the character sneezes and it makes him come? (laughs) How about you on
2: to something that you did like?
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I finally started watching Alone. Uh oh that's good. Yeah. If just like a comment
2: one. on this. Gary, I like I'm I'm all about Gary was first to the punch here because Gary talked about this and raved about this show yeah. uh, on our podcast that came out uh, 2 weeks ago at this point. Um but man, it, it, this Gary watched this and then I feel like I saw a bunch of people on Twitter watching it. <laughs> I saw a bunch of people on, even on my, my own Facebook page, watching it, and then it was in the top ten shows on Netflix. And they like, should all pay you, Gary, watching this and recommending it to each other, saying how good it was. I'm like, Gary, I heard it from Gary first. Yeah, I absolutely heard it from Gary first. No, definitely. Anyway, go on.
0: Uh, so yeah, I finally started watching. I'm watching the the like the latest season on Netflix because it was there. Uh, I w- I watch a lot of these kinds of shows. This is one of the better ones for sure. You guys see a lot of interesting bushcraft techniques. A lot of, like, everyone's trying something different. Some people are doing really dumb things. Uh, one of the, the one of the first episodes, a guy starts to have a heart attack. And it, that was really hard for me because I have, like, I don't know, I guess I'm empathetic. And, like, so when something like that's going on, it, it started to trigger a panic attack in me. Like, I started... Kind of I had to turn it off I had to like fast forward but other than that it's a really good show these people seem to be in very much real danger there's bears mm-hmm. everywhere uh, and then it's just it's impressive to watch what they're doing and I'm excited I, I like what they're doing and I like where they're going I want to see these people if they can make it
1: if you like that season uh, the entire collection is on Hulu. Heavy so right air. now season eight is on Netflix and I think that's what's made it so accessible for everybody, but it is a history channel show so it's included in that Hulu deal. Uh,
0: and that, that was uh, the last thing I watched. I haven't watched that much uh, this past bit.
2: But a couple other things I watched cause these are just quick things. Uh, I've talked in the past, I've been watching Sopranos, I'm still watching the Sopranos. I'm almost done with season two. Um, Again, hot take. Good show. Still really good. <laughs> I mean, this is just this this it's it's really good. I mean, what else am I gonna say? It's Sopranos. It's, nice. it's known for being really good. Maybe it's I'll
0: good. maybe I'll watch it. It's
1: got James Gandolfini and Steve Buscemi. Never seen it.
2: Haven't gotten to where Steve Buscemi's in it yet. I think that's later on. But uh, yeah, season two. I, I will say this: the first season is super solid. The second season, I feel like it kind of stumbled the first few episodes trying to find its footing. Um, but now it's gotten really good again uh, later on in the season. So I think they it,
1: do. It seems like the writers have a hard time trying to figure out what to do with the kids, to be honest. Uh, well, and, and. Meadow and Tony Jr.
2: The creator's been pretty outspoken about how he thought it. He initially pitched it as a movie and then thought it was going to ah. be a season and then it blew up. It One was of those, deal, yeah. So they had to kind of swerve and so you can tell they're kind of like placing the pieces for the long run at the beginning of season two and then once they get the pieces in place then the show starts getting really good so anyway, have it. you ever
1: that seen reminds... uh have you seen Lilyhammer, drew
2: i have not
1: i think uh, it did get canceled i'm not sure if it's still on netflix or not i don't know if they still host it but it was a netflix original and it's a sopranos spinoff without using the name sopranos uh it's a Soprano spin off. Oh, it's it got
2: just, Silvio in it.
1: It sure does have Silvio and it's all about how after the mob takedown he gets the witness protection program and moves to Norway and then starts like a crime family in Norway. Then he comes back over to New York and runs into uh Pauly, and like is working like, as a as a bishop or like a priest or something, like he's also in the program. And so it's they it's a continuation of Sopranos with like a nudge and a wink, you know what I mean? It's nowhere near as good, but it is fun to watch.
2: Gotcha.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, you, uh, you talking about the movie and the season one turning into more seasons, reminded me of Avatar, and it made me... Because that's the story behind Legend of Korra. They kept like not knowing if they were going to get another season. Um, and I, I forgot to mention it during our, uh, our talk last episode. They're doing an Avatar movie. They're doing three on Netflix. They finally announced... Uh, the first one's going to be Aang and the Gang as adults uh, so that's big news uh and i wanted to share it comic said the other things i watched so this is just
2: a random observation i just wanted to note because it's kind of interesting And yeah, my my daughter is two and a half and so she's watching something like i don't put her in front of the tv all the time but we do watch some movies and stuff turn stuff on it's interesting just seeing what she will pay attention to and what she won't. Right now, she she likes a lot of the Disney stuff, right? Like she likes Ariel. She, that's what she'll ask for. Like I want Ariel, um, meaning the Little Mermaid, or she'll say I want Beast, meaning Beauty and the Beast. She likes Luca and things like that. So, uh, however, Solid I was just trying picks. to find something.
0: What was that? Solid picks.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was looking for something new to watch that I hadn't seen that I could watch with her for the first time. And so I watched Hotel Transylvania. I don't know if y'all have seen this. Mm-hmm. This is the animated movie with Adam Sandler and all his buds, but playing like Dracula and Frankenstein and all of the the classic universal monsters. And Adam Sandler voices Dracula, who has created a hotel for monsters away from all the humans. And that's, that's kind of the basic premise. Uh, and I actually liked this movie. It's a I solid not, movie, like, dude yeah I went in not expecting much and honestly my daughter did, couldn't didn't really care that much like she watched some of it and then she'd get distracted go play and whatever and it was like man I ended up finishing it on my own because I wanted to watch it but she you know kind of lost interest however, I've heard that you know a good thing to do with kids of that age is put Hayao Miyazaki animated films on like You know, things like Spirited Away or Totoro or um, even Princess Mononoke. And and I came to those movies as an adult, so I didn't grow up with those like some did. But just uh, later on today, I actually put on My Neighbor Totoro. uh, And my daughter was at, like, the beginning of it, if you've seen it, is, you know, kind of mundane. It's like these two little girls moving into a new house and learning things, whatever my daughter was so She's like enraptured by this show, like just immersed 100%. I have not Man. seen her be like yeah. that visually stimulated or interested in something. She watches the same Disney movies and stuff over and over. That's what she wants. This was something new and like just silent and totally just uh, it was incredible. So anyway, I plan to see, put in some other Hayao miyazaki movies on for her in the near future because she was totally into it
0: one of the greatest animated movies ever made is spirited away you should yeah oh yeah absolutely
2: but i just thought totoro from a little you know toddler intro is probably one of the best from an introductory perspective probably and so uh
0: yeah, man, and Miyazaki movies, like, it makes sense that it would enrapture a baby, you know? Because, like, like, the music and, like, the sound effects and the way that like, everything plays together in a very cohesive way, like, it draws you in, man. It just makes you... It, it, I don't know, those movies are so beautiful. And, like, I...
1: are super dreamlike. like yeah, also. It's, yeah. it's not like watching a movie. They're really dreamy.
0: They're, like, so, some of those scenes are, like, my happy place. Like, I think about them. Like, <laughs> like the, the part you're talking about... Like, this is a thing... I don't know. So this... The part you're talking about where it's, like, mundane and they're just showing, like, rural... Animated rural Japan watching, like, a little kid color on that bare floor with, like, the sliding doors and the wind blowing it. Like, that's just my happy place, man. That's just such a, a like, a wholesome image. And I've always wanted to... Like, it's it's a far cry from reality right now for me, but I've always wanted to have, like, to stay in a house in the Japanese countryside and just kind of, like, be there for a while. And
1: then yeah, trip on, like, let's do your mushrooms and go to a terrifying nightmare world where you get eaten alive?
0: I can do that, yeah, but I don't need to do mushrooms for those kinds of nightmares.
1: <laughs> just close your eyes if that happens. I can just close my eyes, I mean, yeah. My existence is a waking nightmare. My
0: brain is actively trying to end me. It's fun. Actually,
2: <laughs> we were watching the uh, the dubbed version of this since she can't read. If uh, yeah, she which also know... can't
0: speak English, She can just put on the Japanese
2: version. Uh, she can speak pretty well. You'd be surprised. Uh, yeah, but she might but yeah, be able to speak oh.
0: Japanese. <laughs>
2: But um, I, I still think that the, the dubs in, in Totoro are actually pretty good. So it uh, didn't take away from me. But anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I thought it was an interesting experiment with two different things I put on today in the contrast between them. New, new and old animation. The more, kids has got a good taste, you know, man. Sony animation versus classic Studio Ghibli, you know, Hayao Miyazaki elevated animation.
0: You can't bring up Miyazaki without at least a mild conversation. Uh, I don't know how many of your movies, his movies, you've seen, but I don't know like what's your. I'll look them. What's your I've favorite?
2: Oh, my favorite. I feel uh, like i missed a couple
0: of them, but yeah.
2: uh
0: I. My favorite is Spirited Away. Spirited sure. Away is a great pick. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to argue. Like, Spirited Away is, like, a perfect movie. I almost wish it wasn't Spike to be the guy who, like, defended Howl's
1: Moving Castle or something. But I'm not. At <laughs> least I like Spirited Away. There's something classic
0: about it, man. It's, it's, it's uh, one of the most beautiful movies ever made. Period.
2: The, honestly, they one of the first ones that I watched. Because I, I watched them in, in order from when they were released. And his first movie was not a Studio Ghibli movie. He did a loop in the Third uh, film. Mm. And it's really good. And it's still one of my favorites. Maybe because it's the first one I watched, so it might have that kind of bias, but I really like that one. I, I don't know <laughs> if this is a popular opinion at all. I like Porcaroso a lot uh, with the pig pilot. Uh, oh, okay. That one's really good. And I love Totoro. Uh, and Spirited Away, of course.
0: Totoro's they're great. All, they're all good. They're, all good. Good. <laughs> they're all good. Princess Mononoke is fantastic. Have you seen? So I've never even heard this. I I haven't seen that oh, one yeah,
1: either.
2: Uh, Man, that is the good cover.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you see him in the is he in the plane giving a thumbs he's up? He's in. He's in the plane. He's got a hat
1: and a mustache and some sunglasses. And there's a girl with a big white hat next to him.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, my top one. Uh, so like, I did grow up with some of them at least. Uh, Kiki's delivery service. Oh, watch that's another really good one. I watched that very young I loved that movie when I was a kid man and I still do I saw I watched it fairly recently because uh, Jenny had never seen it I think we went to see it in theaters because they were doing one of those showings um, And it was great man it was I I loved it um, might be my favorite spirit away is just so hard to top ever um, they have recently in Japan they've done they have a stage show a spirited away like theater. Uh, thing going on. It looks so good, and if it ever comes to the States, I would really like to go see it. Um, but yeah, no. Miyazaki, fantastic. Not really a hot take there. I feel like most people looks agree. Looks like maybe I can watch Porco Rosso on HBO Max, maybe streaming on there right now. I think now. all the
2: Studio Ghibli movies, I think they're all on there. Yeah, you can watch it on there. I think the... Uh, yeah. If I remember correctly, if you watched the dubbed version, I think Michael Keaton voices...
0: Him. What? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking this. i <laughs> That's damn. That's like, that's a pretty big Trump card there, man. Like, I might go watch Parker Russell now too. Yeah,
2: it's yeah, it's Michael Keaton confirmed, yep. because I have the Blu-ray of it, so I, that's what I watched, and it's only uh, dubbed on that. So, but I, if you if you watch on HBO Max. You can choose to watch the Japanese with subs or to watch the dubbed version. I'm watching
1: the Keaton
0: version. I Thank might watch the Keaton. I usually go for the the subs, but I might have to listen to Michael Keaton be a Porkerosa. Uh, but yeah,
2: there was a point where these Studio Ghibli movies were under Disney, like Disney. I guess I don't know if they got the Blu-ray rights them or what, but they were releasing them as Disney Blu-rays, and so they had the budget to get a lot of them dubbed by. Big name actors at the time, and so that's who they got there. Like in My Neighbor Totoro, uh, in the dubbed version, the two young girls in it are actually voiced by the the Fanning sisters. It's Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning voiced wow. the two the girls in <laughs> it and stuff. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. Anyway, that was another uh, another good tangent, but uh, worth going on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, that's a great. That's I, I, some of our tangents I really enjoy, man. You know, um, yeah,
2: what would a good podcast be without a, a crazy side tangent about the news? Is movies now <laughs> and then?
0: It would be the news, <laughs> yeah, it would be
1: like a 10 minute or maybe just like a 30 second YouTube video of news. You
0: know, it wouldn't be a podcast at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, All
2: right, so what are, are these last few things, just a few games. A Few been playing? games
0: I played um, that I haven't talked about yet. This first one, uh, I told Gary this is a, a game that I got in on the playtest of Synced. Um, I'm not sure, like I can't really like review it or anything. I don't think, but um, it's so far pretty cool. I like the character design. It's a post. It's a third person action shooter um, where there are these. These creatures that are kinda made out of like like rock and like Chris like futuristic material. They're they're like aliens. Um, and you're shooting them and stuff, but you also can turn them into like an allied like minion that you could summon, right? You could summon the like you start off with this big like big beef rock guy that you could summon and like when he's not active you can suck him back into your arm and he becomes like a cool pauldron uh pretty interesting concept, pretty cool. I've seen a lot of games like this. I don't know how much it's gonna stand out from all the noise. Uh but it was cool to get to be a part of the playtest for sure. Um and then back to true form, playing games that only I like apparently. Uh I decided to pick up Parkitect, uh, because you know they claim this is like the one to get for true roller coaster tycoon, like if that's what you're thirsting for. Uh, and yeah, it's definitely Roller Coaster Tycoon ramped up a bit. They have some interesting new concepts in this. Um, like, the the guests don't like it when they can see, um, you know, like park operation buildings and stuff like that. You know what I, mean?
1: people. I hate <laughs> when they see poor's.
0: Put up some hedges. They, they don't like it when they can see like operation buildings, like maintenance sheds and stuff like that. Like you have to hide them behind scenery and stuff like that. Um, and also you have to restock the souvenir and food stalls, that kind of thing. You have to create networks of that. So there's a little bit of added complexity to it, but other than that, it is pretty much Roller Coaster Tycoon, um, and it was pretty cheap, too. Uh, I had some fun with it. And then I also finally bought this game, Universe Sim. It is a god game in where you start off, uh, with these people. They're called Nuggets, um... Because they fall apart, is what it says. But, like, they're just, like, a little body with, like, a little head that kind of bounces up and down. It's not attached. And, like, little detached arms, too. And you start off with two. uh, You know, like, Adam and Eve style. And you, like, build this whole civilization. You watch them go into the future. Uh, Right now, mine have, like, cars and stuff. And they're, like, being like, we're little people. Uh, It's okay. But it's also an early access. Um, I feel a lot of these games sometimes they feel like there's not a lot to do, you know, you need, I feel like in order for me to be engaged, I really enjoy more, like, the survival aspects of city building, like, your people could turn against you if you don't tend to their needs, or, you know, if you run out of money, you're out of office, sir, you know, stuff like that, um, or, you know, just Annihilation, like in Frostpunk, I like, I like survival city builders, I think, more,
1: so this like the way that Black and White handled it, where there was like another tribe or two on the island, so you had to get bigger and manage your stuff and larger and larger, and eventually you would either have to sway them with either religion or war by the end of it. Yeah, Black and White uh, Two and so it was
0: fantastic. Mm-hmm.
1: That's exactly it. I love Black and White Two.
0: Black and White Two, and then like the creature aspect, where you have your minion uh, that can like perpetrate your will, that kind of thing. Uh, that's probably so this one. Is not not better than black and white. Not oh, even. Spore,
1: Vampire Bites is right. Spore was a great Godlike game.
0: Spore, the game that got ruined by dicks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I played a lot of Spore, and it's a damn shame you can't play Spore anymore. There's uh, another game and that
0: it. It never got a proper.
1: Like uh, sequel or anything?
0: No, there's another game that's recent that's like called like Adapt or something that's kind of similar, and where you're trying to uh, navigate a species through the evolution of different biomes and that kind of stuff. And there's also several survival city builders that are coming out soon. Namely, the big one that I am definitely getting day one, and I probably won't play games with anybody for a while. Frostpunk Two, because uh, Frostpunk was a masterpiece. Frostpunk was one of the best survival city builders ever. The sequel's gonna be dope. I'm excited. Um, and then there's another if for one. For anybody
1: wondering about Frostpunk, it's like a really cool city builder. Except then you freeze to death.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like in the world. If you see, what's that one with the train? And it's called with Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. It's kind of like that world where like it really is that cold, you can't really survive outside, except, you know, you're in a crater, uh, trying to, like, the last of your, like, people are there, and you're just trying not to freeze to death. It's pretty hard, too. Um... Yeah, I
1: liked it, except for the freezing to death part.
0: I had, at one point I had to resort to fascism to, like, stop them from rebelling. I really had to knuckle down on them. Uh, it was for their own good, though, so... <laughs> what are you, America? In 2020? Right?
1: 20? <laughs>
0: I'm twenty twenty two, Uh But yeah, that um, those are the games I've been playing. I like a lot of those games. I don't know how you feel about them, Drew. You always seem kind of lukewarm about the genre. Uh, I always thought it would be like right up your alley. I don't know.
2: I think that it's because a lot of these like sim type games play best on PC and mm. have more of a base there, and I've just never been a PC gamer. I've I always forget that
0: about you, because you seem PC. like a PC gamer.
2: I've, I've always been a console guy, and so it's not that I don't like that. Like, I had Black and White 2, and I've had games like, like that uh, that I've been interested in, but I've just never fully gotten invested in them because I never really had the setup, or I just would prefer to be on a console.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, fair. The uh, best city builder on console right now that I can think of is... Uh, City Skylines, if you're interested. I was going to say,
2: they put a lot of them on Game Pass now, and then Like you got City Skylines, and
0: is Tropico
1: one of those? Is that something? Yeah, Tropico was not great. Uh, Tropico's Tom, okay. even did, did you play Avon Colony? I
0: played Avon Colony when it came out, uh, also, kind of, I, like, it was good, but it suffers I have from... I it, it
1: right now on Game Pass. I just haven't played
0: it yet. I bought it when it came out. Like, I had it pre-ordered. Me and Alan played it. It was, like, it suffers from exactly what I'm saying from. There's not, like, I didn't really feel like I was going to fail at any point. Even though you can, like, it was just too easy for me. Uh, Yeah. There's, like, a colonizing Mars game that's a lot harder. Uh, I I guess I... Oh, that game's awesome. That game is awesome. I I, I guess I enjoy, like, way too much complexity difficulty in those games because that's what I play. You know, the only, the only thing, man, so many games I would I, I just want to come out, but in a few months, you guys will never hear me stop talking about Midnight Suns. So that's the next game. I'm not surprised that you like those
1: types of games because to me a lot of those play like a one-man board game like you sit down and play the board game versus you i mean a lot uh, of it like is settling mars really feels that way
0: dude man a lot of it is my older brother alex uh you know because we were very close growing up you know i love my old I, I still love my older brother he's he's the best uh but he like he would play them i would watch right i would just sit there and watch him play these games and then it would be my turn i get to play like we would just take turns playing City builders, and like we would talk about like our strategies and like, oh, yeah, you got to do, you know, like that kind of thing. I remember playing theme park on like a floppy disk, man. Like back in the day, Bullfrog Entertainment, a company that's no longer here, uh, they did that, and they did theme hospital, and now you got two point hospital and you got two point campus coming out. So I'm excited for this. Sorry for the tangent, but man, uh, I do like talking about. that. I want to do like a whole big segment about this kind of gaming. Really, uh, it's my favorite, man. I think that's about it. Anything right? else? I don't think we have anything else to talk about this week. Uh, that's what we've been. That's that's what we've been watching and playing this week uh, in the box that we live in. Um, I've been Johanna at Rockfact on Twitter. Uh, I guess I don't have a new hashtag, so hit me with hashtag sphincter, and I'm going to try and make that a word in Webster's, um, and yeah, but Jahan and I, at ReckFact.
1: It's me, Casualty CDG. you can find me, at Casualty CDG. if you like tabletop role playing games, that is, people pretending to be other people while they make things up, you can find Jahan and I doing that every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, um... We also do this podcast, so tell people about this podcast. It's called Fresh Out the Podcast, so it's really easy for you to remember the name of it because we also, work Fresh Out the Box also.
2: Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, I am Drew Munhausen, at Drew Munhausen on Twitter, and this has been episode 56 of Fresh Out the Podcast. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Thank you. Good night. Uh, Let us know what genre you like to play uh, on Twitter, and, yeah, stay fresh.